once again to the Ebone Zone. The countdown to 200 continues as I invite you to sit back, relax, and listen for the 191st time on this Friday, July 31st, 2020. I hope you enjoy this week's episode, a review of Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games. I bet you thought this series was dead and buried, didn't you? Well, in the words of Lee Corso, not so fast, my friend. I'm bringing it back. My spring cleaning was a little delayed a few weeks ago, so I started sorting through some stuff and found my old Nintendo DS. Does anybody remember those? I was always a fan of leaving my games in the back of them so then I wouldn't have to look for one every time I wanted to play, and that led me to pick back up my old habits. I found the game we're talking about today in the game slot on the back of the console. Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games. Let's get into this. First up, what was it? You're all familiar with Mario, aren't you? Mario? <laughs> Don't you mean Jumpman? That was technically his original name in the uh, Donkey Kong arcade game. But uh, some people don't know this, but the name Mario actually comes from a real person. Mario Segale, wh- who owned a warehouse in Washington that Nintendo would supply all of their arcade games. And, well, they-, they basically gave him the name Mario in honor of him. And speaking of Mario, you may know him of having a, a stereotypical uh, Italian accent. Right. Well, here's a funny story. That's actually wrong because in any other account of Mario, whether it be the movie uh, that they made or the original cartoon series, he's always had a thick New York accent, like a New York Italian. But uh, the uh, uh, the actual Italian accent comes from voice actor Charles Martinet, who started doing the voice for the video game Mario 64, which was uh, for the Nintendo 64, of course. And he's been doing the voice ever since. Nerdsworth? What are you doing here? Oh, well, uh, Nathan didn't have a video planned, and I got bored, so uh, here I am. Oh, well, fair enough. Anyway, Mario and Sonic, two separate characters with their own franchises, came together to make this happen. The game centered on both casts making their way to the Far East to compete in the 2008 Olympics in Beijing, China, the country's capital. If you play, you can expect to find all your favorite characters. Of course, there's Mario, everybody's favorite Italian plumber, also Luigi, Mario's brother, whose last name is, oddly enough, Mario. You've heard them called the Mario Brothers before. What else did you think that meant? There's Wario, Mario's evil twin, I guess, and Waluigi, the internet's most abused yet adored video game meme. The bad guy of the bunch is Bowser, and even though he's always trying to foil Mario's plans to do a little something-something with the main female character Peach, they seem to get along pretty well in this game. In Sonic's camp, we find, well obviously Sonic, the Hedgehog equivalent of Usain Bolt, and other main characters like Shadow. He's basically what would happen if Sonic gave in to his angsty side in his teen years and listened to too much My Chemical Romance. Okay, let me put it this way. Shadow is the video game equivalent of an exaggerated exhale and the words, It's not a phase, Mom, followed by an aggressive flip of an edgy hairstyle and the jingling of way too many wallet chains that serve no purpose whatsoever. There's also Knuckles. He's a, um, well, to be honest, I'm not really sure. I think he's like a dog or something. But anyway, there's also Dr. Eggman. He's the villain. He's sort of like a mad scientist type dude. 
There's a lot more, but I'd be listing them all episode if I tried to name all the characters. So what about the game modes? Well, there's athletics, a bunch of running and jump style games like 400 meter hurdles and long jump. You know, Olympic stuff. Also, aquatics, diving and swimming events are found here like a 100 meter freestyle and 10 meter platform. That last one's the diving one, in case you were wondering. Next, there's my favorite, archery. I might have sounded particularly confident about that, but I'm no Robin Hood when it comes to this. So, basically what happens is you've got to shoot an arrow into a bullseye or somewhere on a board that's at the end of a field. Now that I think about it, just like actual archery, I guess. Fencing is pretty cool, too. What happens here is you've got to poke your opponent with a sword that's got a casing on the top so it won't stab anybody. Hold on a second. You know, I just thought of something. Maybe they didn't need the safety tips on the sword. Because, uh, yeah, think about it. They're just video game characters, man. Oh, yeah, I'd never really thought about it that way, I guess. Maybe it was for authenticity or something like that. Dream events are in the mix, too. There's dream basketball, table tennis, race, and boxing. That last one is like your ex. The one who treated you really well, but they weren't that good of a person. So you leave and come back after thinking about the good times. And then something happens, you realize why you left, and you break up again and don't speak to them for months until you get lonely again. I've got a love-hate relationship with this game mode. Like, it's really fun, but also really frustrating at the same time. Like, you have no idea how frustrating this thing can be until you actually play it. Lastly, let's talk reviews. It was well-received when it came out, and I can see why. It's really cool. It's been known to have its naysayers, too, though. People have ran it down because of the setting and the fact that the Olympics is the only theme across the series. Honestly, I've got to say here, that last thing doesn't really make sense to me, because if it's an Olympic Games series, what do you expect? It would be kind of weird if it was about anything other than the Olympics, now wouldn't it? Since Sega received a license to make a game about the Olympics, it'd be sort of disorienting if you expected that kind of game for a long time and you were waiting with bated breath for it to come out, and then when you finally play it, it's centered around, I don't know, duck hunting or a day at the office. It doesn't make much sense when you think about it that way, huh? Here's the thing about Mario and Sonic, though. It's got some great games to it. You know, it's actually kind of funny how Mario and Sonic are in these Olympic games, considering that Nintendo, which owns the Mario franchise and characters, and Sega, who owns, of course, Sonic and those characters, are huge video game rivals. They were huge rivals way back then. So it's actually kind of interesting to see them collab on a game together. But it's also really weird how they're advertising the Olympics at the same time. And keep in mind that this is almost a year before Sega and Nintendo would collaborate on the game Super Smash Bros. Brawl, where they added Sonic the Hedgehog as a playable character in the roster, and they keep that tradition up for the more recent games. Holy smokes, where did you come from? Dude, seriously, we've got to put a bell on you or something. I didn't even know you were there! But yeah, what he said. I honestly had no idea they made this game anymore, but apparently 12 years and four additional titles after its release, they're updating the franchise with Tokyo 2020. Well, I guess you know what that means. There's going to be a lot of social distancing, mandatory of course, which means no cutscenes, a shortage of virtual toilet paper, masks, and that one guy named Leroy who isn't wearing one because you people are sheep. Government's puppets ready for the show. Now... 
If you'll excuse me, I'm gonna go complain on Facebook about how they don't serve gravy biscuits on election day at the courthouse on Piggly Swallow Road to my 20 friends who comment on my stuff acting like they care. It's definitely gonna be interesting, though. Just how interesting it'll be? Well, only time will tell. I appreciate you hanging out with me and taking time out of your week to hear what I've had to say. But that looks like all the time we've got for this episode. You can stay connected easily on Facebook and Twitter by searching Ebone Zone on Facebook and Official EBZ on Twitter. That's capital O and official capital EBZ. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, go ahead and drop a review, tell me how I'm doing, and subscribe if you can. Until next time, God bless you, stay humble, and keep an ear out.